Hey guys, so hope everybody's well. Um, apologies for. I'm just gonna take my. Oh, I'm actually wearing like Jesus sandals. You guys would love them. They're so Arizona, but your feet do get really hot here, so it's okay to wear Jesus sandals in Arizona. So, yeah, um, I guess update. Um, I'm in Flagstaff. I debated going for quite a while probably like a week um i guess i was a bit all over the place i was i had some flights booked and then i was changing them and then i was canceling them and um ultimately i still i sort of still thought that i could um improve like being at sea level and there was obviously specific things after tokyo and boston that i that i wanted to improve um and and the specifics of that was basically like tempo speed and like when i say tempo speed i mean um kind of like half marathon effort and and i also should point out that i mean actual half marathon effort and and what i mean by that is before i went back the altitude i wanted to get to a place where i could run it you know a certain heart rate stroke lactate and it confirmed that you know that sort of half marathon effort had got back to um a good place for me and so one of the one of the probably things i noticed um i i think i just got a bit obsessed with um marathon sessions and so I had kind of, I had kind of looked at like what the likes of say like Kipchoge was doing, and um, like I was following the majority of his week, but because I wasn't doing it at altitude, it was kind of working the wrong systems, and so, um, you know, like I'm sure everyone's seen or might have seen on Twitter the other day, and Cathal Dennehy put up, you know, Kipchoge's eight by a mile, and then eight times four hundreds, um, and. Like, I would have done sessions like that, eight by a mile, at the speed I'd like to race a marathon. And so, I think I was doing them on the track at 450 per mile, which is like 206 for a marathon. Um, but the the problem is, Kipchoge's doing his race pace for a marathon around a track at 8,000 feet, I believe, that isn't even like good track so you'll probably find that he's not working whereas if i'm doing my race pace around a track in belfast then i'm probably sitting right at race pace or race effort sorry like because it's only a mile rep remember remember this is a 26 mile race and so by one mile your heart rate and effort really shouldn't have went beyond marathon effort um and actually, it was you probably find it was even lower than marathon effort, and so I think through a combination of being a bit silly, being a bit greedy, um, you know, you you I sort of found myself working. This is the interesting thing. I was filling in a form today for some funding, um, and and on the form I was able to honestly say I didn't train bad there was there wasn't a lack of consistency there wasn't a lack of effort i was showing up on a tuesday day track and doing eight by a mile you know i was showing up on a thursday and doing a 20 mile run by myself at 
you know, 510 to 515 per mile. Um, there wasn't, for, for each of these marathons that didn't work out quite well, there wasn't, it wasn't from a lack of trying. But if I hadn't have fucked with the training that worked in 2020, then the results would have been a lot different, right? So essentially for probably eight to 10 months, all I was doing was um, working systems. And I mean, when I say systems, I mean, um, you have anaerobic, you have aerobic, neuromuscular, etc. I was working the systems around marathon effort or below. And the, the problem is for me personally, and I think a lot of other people, there's not as big a gains. So it's kind of like, to make it really simple, it would be like investing in a company that just stays the same. You've got £100, you put £100 into, I don't know, Apple, and eight months later, you know, you have, you have £100. It's that simple. And, and I was investing my time and effort and focus into intensities that just kept me the same. I wasn't, I wasn't a bad athlete. I went to Larne and ran 63.50. It's not, it's not bad. It's not as good as 2020, but it's not bad, right? And so this investment, this time, this effort, for the, at the end of the day, I ran, I think, eight weeks before Boston and I averaged 98 mile a week which is more 20 mile a week more than my what my eight week average would be leading into London I averaged 78 so this is what I'm the 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 bottom line here is what I'm trying to say is just because you're focused just because you're training doesn't mean you're doing the right training to get the most effective training results, fitness improvements, etc, etc. So I had a very simple plan after Boston. I was like, fuck's sake, this hasn't gone well. Um, Take away the hills and I might have ran faster, but I wouldn't have ran anywhere near 209. So it was like, okay, let's, let's recover. I recovered. Let's get in the lab and do a bit of a fitness test. And by fitness test, I mean the step test. I I increase speeds, and as I increase speeds, we take heart rate, we take lactate, and we can really project, okay, where are you now compared with previous tests? And the, the clear, clear, clear thing, the test wasn't bad by any means, but the clear difference was my anaerobic threshold pace, which is like half marathon, that kind of 60 minutes worth of, of effort is roughly what they say you can sustain it for. Um, that was probably 10 to 15 seconds slower than what it was a year before, which is quite a lot. Quite a lot when you think 440 pace in 2020 was, you know, 6108 and 450 three I think or four fifty four so that's fourteen seconds is sixty three fifty. So but the next thing I'm gonna tell you is it doesn't actually take a lot to either get to four forty or fall back to four fifty four. This is where you have to be really careful. This is where if you're just training, showing up to the club, doing sessions with people and you think it's helping 
Sometimes it's not. It can literally be the difference. If it can be a 10 to 15 second difference for me, then, you know, and that's between 61 minutes for a half and 63. Well, you know, perhaps for you guys, it can be 20 to 30 seconds. It might be the difference running 80 minutes for a half marathon or 88 minutes, 87 minutes. It's, it's, this is, this, this anaerobic threshold is the holy grail of training you know it, it's it's really what you've got to double down on it's really what you've got to maximize your time per week um but it i started off the podcast saying it has to be true true and fair right because think about it i could have told my agent has hey has i'm not going to come to altitude until i can do a six mile tempo at 445 that word tempo is really dangerous because just because I did the first run, you know, probably about seven weeks ago now, I go in the park, I run at the right heart rate, we check the lactate, you know, it's I think it was 3.5, and I average 4.57. And then a week later, you know, I do the same again, I average 4.50. And then a week after that, I average 4.45. Now, had we not checked the heart rate and lactate, then... Basically, what I'm saying is I could have went to the fucking park and I could have raced around. I could have ran six miles. I could have averaged 445. I could call it a tempo and I could be like, yep, perfect. I can go to America. I needed it to happen um, honestly. And, And honestly means you keep the heart rate where you're supposed to keep it and you check the lactate at the end if you have that at your disposal. And at the end of the day, if your if your lactate's below three or 3.5, you've you've got it right. If your lactate's six, then you ran too hard. Simple. You fucked it up. And so that's why it's it's true progression. You know, it's factual. Heart rate's the same. Lactate's the same. Speed's a little bit faster. True progression. Now, you cannot improve 12 seconds per mile in the space of three weeks unless you've trained really well either side of of um not either side because the other side hasn't existed yet but before you start doing threshold runs um at runs whatever you want to call them if you haven't done i had just done two marathon build-ups um one for tokyo which i don't i don't think was a disaster i had also done you know this build-up for boston I, i one day i did 15 mile in the morning and averaged 503 and then that night i did a seven mile progression run i started at 540 i finished at 445 that that's one day in seven weeks where i probably have another six or seven days that i could boost a little bit about i could be like yeah that was a fucking pretty good day but the key missing element was that half marathon type work i think i did one session i think i did 10 miles and i went 450 520 maybe 450 520 450 520 and then i ran the last mile in 440 (sighs) one session in seven weeks whereas i should have been doing at least one session a week of about six or eight miles but actually at the minute i'm doing about 10 miles a week at that sort of intensity 
and 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 it's moving on leaps and bounds every week it's better every week i get excited to go do the same type of training because i know it's going to be better whereas when i was doing that like marathony type stuff and i did like a 20 mile run and i averaged 515 and then i came back two weeks later to do it again and i expected it to be honestly i just i just thought i'd go out and run 505s and and the heart rate would be the same the effort would be the same i was actually slower um and and i remember i remember it specifically and i i cut it i called it a day early i only did 14 mile and i remember um really really deeply considering not doing boston because i i I got to the point where i had these like we'll call them super shoes i'm wearing super shoes which i don't always do in training and i'm wearing super shoes and I'm running five sixteen per mile, and and I'm I'm working. And I thought to myself, Stephen, this is not good. You know, by this point, by that point in the training, for me it was always quite simple. I got faster every week, every week, faster, faster, faster. And and I just remember about two weeks before Boston, thinking, fuck, I, I've got slower, and the effort was harder. And so I put it down as a bad day. But actually, the point I'm trying to make is I don't personally believe you gain speed when you start the marathon work. I think you develop an ability to run at a marathon speed stroke effort for longer. And so you extend your ability to handle that speed, but your speed will not improve. And so... If you neglect investing time in improving half marathon speed, and what I mean by that is, you know, those three weeks I did in Belfast, everything that I'm doing right now, my entire existence right now is about making my threshold speed faster. So I want to get to a place, I did eight by a mile last Friday. I averaged 4.55, it's 7,000 feet of altitude, my lactate was 4.0, which is mm, <laughs> borderline a little bit too high, but it, you know, it's not 6, right, so 4.0 is not bad, um, but ideally it would have been like 3.2 or 3.4, but actually 4 is not that bad, Um. I would love to get to a place where I can run those mile reps on a road loop at 7,000 feet of altitude, perhaps at like 450, dare I say 445. Um, I think the difference between myself and probably the Africans that are running 202 to 204 is their ability to run at probably 440 pace at 7,000 feet and, and likely be working around that threshold area. Um, so that's the, that's the big, that's the big goal. You should be trying to move. The reason I'm saying that is because as you move that speed forward, so on the start line of London Marathon, my threshold was, was likely between 440 and 445. How do I know that? Because I ran a half marathon at 440 three weeks before. So I might've lost a bit of that fitness. Let's call it 445. When my threshold is 445, I can run a marathon at 4.57, 12 seconds per mile difference. Likely on the start line of Boston and Tokyo, 
my threshold speed was probably 455. How do I know that? Because when I ran Lauren Half Marathon, I ran 63.40. And I had actually done some training to improve my threshold speed before Lauren. So likely at the Olympics, it was even worse. It might have been 450. I, I don't know the answer. Now, if your half marathon speed is 455, how the fuck are you going to run a marathon at 455? You cannot. So if I could get my half marathon speed to 435, dare I say it, 435 to 440, that's the day that I'm going to be able to stand on the start line of a marathon and probably run between 450 to 455 for a marathon. Case closed. Simple. Now, it fucking really is that simple. Why I'm annoyed at myself is because I knew all this. Like, Rob Demede in 2020 took my programs, looked at all my programs looked at my build-ups for different marathons, and he told me, you're not doing enough work at half marathon threshold. And I went, okay, let's fix that. Well, okay, Rob said, let's fix that. And we fix it, and and the results are phenomenal. You know, I, I'm sure Rob, looking back now, I, when I sent him over, you know, six-mile tempo threshold, you know, average heart rate 166, 442 per mile he was probably thinking fucking brilliant whereas i don't know why i didn't read it i wasn't i wasn't giving myself enough credit for what i was doing in 2020 but i don't know if that was covid or lack of races or i i I don't know i just know that after tokyo and boston when i went to the same park you know wearing the same shoes and an average 457 and I even think I averaged like 501 at some point. You know, that's when you've got to look at that and be like, fuck, that 442 was pretty fucking impressive. Same heart rate, same effort, same park, same everything. So sometimes it takes a year of um, struggling. And and look, I made changes, I like I always do. Sometimes I fuck it up. Other times the changes work in my favor. Um, I, you know, I started taking an antidepressant medication. Um, I went and got throat surgery, and and you know we thought that was going to be the big answer. Um, I changed parts of my training. Um, I I even changed coaches. I invited a couple of other coaches in to, you know, hopefully make an impact. Hopefully make things better. Um, and it, and it didn't work. Um. 2021 will go down as even i'm finding it really difficult so i really 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 want to race a marathon before 2021 ends just because i'm finding it really difficult to accept that it's going to go down as my worst year in like five years which is difficult for me um especially difficult when um, the training that I've been doing recently is probably the best I've ever done at altitude. You know, I, I did a tempo, I, I did a, a five-mile tempo, and I averaged 452. Um, I did four times two mile, and I averaged around 505 per mile. That's at 7,000 feet. This is 
this is impressive, you know, um, without altitude. And then at 7,000 feet, you know, it's the conversion can be as much as 15 to 20 seconds per mile. So, um, you know, that eight by a mile that I just did at 455, I remember when I ran 2830 for 10K um, in 2018, um, I did six by a mile and I started at five minutes and I think my last mile was 450 and I had longer recovery and I ran them hard and that was kind of my like, okay, my predictor you could say was that I think I averaged 454 that day and then I went and raced a 10k at 434 and so I thought looks like altitude gives me about 20 seconds for 7,000 feet and so the frustrating thing for me and the reason I obviously have to be patient is because um, I just have to accept it. It's my own fucking fault for making too many changes when I probably didn't need to change anything. Um, I'm sure me and Rob would have looked at the the four months before London and we would have said, right, four months before London was, you know, you weren't very focused you were you, you ran over the Mourne Mountains, for example. Um, you were biking a lot. You were you were you were the focus wasn't perhaps what it is now. There was COVID. There were, there was you know all these things going on. Um, then we might say you know you probably wouldn't race a half marathon. Um, in the final three weeks, you might do that five weeks before. That seems to make a lot of sense. You know, race a half marathon five weeks before. Um, and and you might tidy a few things up you'd probably that would hopefully get rid of the you know a lot of rest days when the quad was sore and you'd have tidied a few things up and you'd have probably said to yourself it seems pretty straightforward that if if you tidy these little things up you know you're going to go and run a pb and then hopefully on race day um you're not running 18 miles of the race by yourself hopefully there's spectators hopefully it's not pissing down rain cold and you know i think it was 12 or 13 mile per hour winds it, it, you know it's not the worst but it's not the best and you'd probably say to yourself well fuck if you fix all that which you know isn't that difficult you'll, you'll probably go and run 208 um you know dare we say 207 and <laughs> and instead i decide nah <laughs> it's it's funny that right now it gives me anxiety just saying that out loud because like I really struggle keeping things the same. It almost it almost gives me anxiety how easy it would have been, how simple it, it was, but I decide simple for me just no. Why would you go simple when you can rip the plan up, redo it, fuck it up and then spend a year having to fix it? Oh um look that's that's separate issues that i deal with and i you know speak to therapists about etc etc and um and, and that's something i'm working on right now sticking to plans and and doing a better job of you know not always thinking you have to change things or not always thinking you have to um spice things up i suppose you could say sometimes boring is best um and, and i really mean that sometimes boring really is best we just we just don't want to hear it so look um fix threshold speed get threshold speed to a good place that sort of 60 minutes of um effort and once you get that to a good place then you can decide okay well you know i'm likely not gonna get my threshold speed much faster 
So the plan then is to extend how long you can run at marathon pace. And there's two things. Extend how long you can sustain marathon pace and bring marathon pace pace as close as you can to your half marathon pace. And so if you, if I get my half marathon pace to 440, right? Just like 2020. Then the goal is to make sure to to keep that. You, you don't want to lose that, so you want to keep that, but you also want to try to bring marathon pace as close as you can to half marathon pace. And there's different sessions you can do for that. Um it it just takes time. So that that's why you probably do 8 to 10 weeks developing threshold pace, getting 10k pace to a good place, which helps half marathon pace. Um and then what you do is you extend how long you can sustain um marathon pace and you try to make marathon pace as close as you can. Some people some people will have different differentials. So I think it's fair to assume that in 2020 mine was likely half marathon pace was likely 440 to 445 i raced a half marathon at 440 pace um we don't know for a fact that i that i held that fitness until london three weeks later but we could say 440 to 445 um and we know for a fact that marathon pace was 457 so you're looking at 12 to 15 seconds let's say that's how close i got my marathon pace to half marathon pace and that's a skill in itself. Everyone's different. I think that's where running economy will play a big role. Um, I think that's where, um, you know, ability to do longer sessions without recovery. Um, there, there's all different things like your style, your fueling, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, But that's in a nutshell what you're trying to do. Probably what you're trying not to do is rush that process. Sometimes you can get um sucked into rushing and you know say me for example you can get to week five or six and think well we've got threshold a brilliant place let's let's cash in let's cash in now you don't necessarily have to do that because why if you want to give yourself the best chance on the start line of being successful then you have to stick to the basics and if after five weeks, your threshold pace is, I don't know, let's say six minutes per mile, right? You've taken it from 6.20, now it's six minutes. Who's to say in three more weeks, it won't be 5.50? And so cashing in early, unless you absolutely have to, is probably a silly idea. And it's probably emotion and um, you're, you're trying to make something fit that doesn't fit. And and I suppose on that note, I'm trying my best to um, decide marathon plans for January. Um, my problem being, if I pick a January marathon, um, I likely shouldn't go home for Christmas. Also, if I pick a January marathon, um, I need to um rush my you know threshold development because i believe it's still developing um but then what you're going to start doing is you're gonna basically i think for another probably 
um, two to three weeks, I could continue to develop my half marathon type fitness. And then I could likely start an eight to 10 week buildup for the marathon. Now, if that was the case, then you'd probably consider something like Seville. But, and the big but, I'd have to race in January. Otherwise, I'm going too long without racing. That said, if my goal in January is to run, and and if you listen, run a solid marathon, I don't need to run my best ever. I just need to run qualifying times. At the moment, I have no qualifying times. And so, yes, I might be rushing. Yes, I might cash in a bit early. But actually, January 16th, Houston Marathon is not the Commonwealth Games. It is not the World Champs. It is not the European Champs. It's an opportunity to race well, hopefully race solid, hopefully tick a box. But my big fucking problem at the moment is the timing and it's not great for Christmas in Ireland, which um, I guess on paper shouldn't be a big deal, but it's just not easy to stay up at altitude. Um, you know, most people, probably 90% of people that can go, you know, have a good relationship with their family and friends and they'd want to go and, and spend that with their family and friends. And yeah, it's 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 tough for me to constantly make those decisions. So if I decide to go home, well, then it means you're bringing two long haul flights into the equation. Flying home makes you tired and then flying back again for the race. So um, on that note, I think if I wanted to go home for Christmas, then it's likely better to do the likes of Seville Marathon which gives you a bit of time to get over travel, you know, enjoy Christmas a little bit. Before Christmas, you've ticked a box. You've got your threshold pace back to a good place. Post-Christmas is when you start the marathon build-up and build towards Seville. But we shall see. I, I do like the idea of Houston. I just don't like that I'm being forced to try to make it fit when I'd really like to spend Christmas at home. But for now... I hope you gain something out of today. I'm going to be at altitude for a while now. Um, I ran 106 miles last week. I'm not going to get obsessed by miles, but I am trying to keep that consistent. And I, I think a lot of the time my mileage drops. It's it's laziness. Like my aura ring says I'm fine. I feel fine. I sleep well. My sessions are going well. I just get to four or five o'clock at night and get quite comfy on the sofa. Um, but look, everything's happiness is in a, in a good place. Um, you know, that's definitely something I struggled with in 2021. Um, but yeah, look, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you gain something out of today. If you don't go do a threshold session next week, (laughs) um, I don't think you listened, (laughs) but you know, look, have a good one guys. and, And thanks as always for listening.